And welcome back, everyone, to Radio Arma. It's the first episode of 2020. Happy New Year, everyone, if we haven't uh, talked before. Um, I am very happy to have uh, you all on the show again. Uh, with me, Cyrus, again, how are you doing, my friend? I am less on fire than I was last week, which is nice. Which is nice. We hope you guys in Australia are doing good. And by the way, talking about Australia, we have an Australian team here uh, on this show today. Uh, let me just first remind everyone that uh, you can find us on our uh, SoundCloud platform and also on other uh, you know audio platforms that you can all find on our website um, at radioarma.com. And if you feel connected to um, social medias, you can follow us through Twitter. We're actually very active through that channel as well, uh, at Radio Arma, uh, simple as that. Uh, Cyrus, how about you lead this crazy interview, first interview of 2020 with your Australian friends? So uh, today we're going to be talking with uh, Captain Thomas. Uh, he's from Task Force Oscorp. Uh, Oscorp or Oscorp? Oscorp. Yeah, correct. Oscorp. Awesome. And uh, yeah, they're an Australian group. Uh, but the the big reason that uh, they came up on my radar is uh, some of the fundraising work they've been doing for the uh, the bushfire relief efforts. So uh, we're going to have a chat with them about their group and then a bit about the uh, the fundraising they've been doing as well. So. Uh, Thomas, why don't you start us off then? Uh, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and who you are and how you got into armor? Yeah, excellent. Thanks very much for having me, gents. I really appreciate your time. Uh, well, first of all, I'm Captain Thomas, uh, the CEO of Task Force Oscorp. Uh, my real name is Dean Thomas, um, and I've been uh, a part of Armour for a while. Um, I got it back when it released, playing obviously Armour 2, um, Operation, uh, Operation Arrowhead, um, and also getting involved with DayZ when that was in uh, Armour 2. Um, once Armour 3 <laughs> came out, I got uh, straight involved into that. Um, and but didn't join a milsim um, for a little bit until I sort of got the hang of it, uh, and from there jumped into the milsim group. Um, TFAC was my second, or Task Force Oscorp, uh, acronym TFAC, uh, it was my second milsim group um, post uh, one RER, which is uh, still up and running at this time. Um, ah, I, I yeah. recall them. They're still yeah. around. Yeah, they, from memory, they may have shut down for a little while, um, but I still am in uh, relative contact with one of the admin guys. One RER um, is definitely still up and running. They act as a, or they run as a Australian Milsim group, um, so ADF, um, and uh, still kicking about at, at this time. But um, yeah, so with, uh, with Armour, I got into it pretty quickly and, and uh, really enjoyed the Milsim experience. So I've been playing uh, for quite a while now. Nice, very good, very good. So you, you mentioned uh, your group, Task Force uh, Oscorp. So 
Um, yep. you, are you guys mostly based in Australia or have you got uh, a, sort of a, a spread of, you, uh, of uh, players? Yeah, so we're primarily uh, Australian and New Zealand. We've got approximately, I'd say, I want to say about 10 New Zealanders, um, but we also are sort of oceanic as well. So we've got um, a gentleman from Singapore and a gentleman from Fiji as well. Um, we okay. did open up to sort of other countries, but we found that a lot of the timings and whatnot didn't match up. So or it was difficult for them to make those timings. So, um, yeah, we sort of limit ourselves to Oceania at, the, at this time. You're preaching to the crowd when it comes to, to uh, timings. We, we have a lot of fun trying to arrange it with people. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so how many members do you have all up? Uh, so currently we have 120 active members. Um, so we are pretty much at our limit at the moment um, due to how successful we've been in the past sort of 18 months. Um, but yeah, we have 120 active members. So these active members nice. are... are you know, their attendance is quite high um, and, and we're quite a tight-knit community. So it's really awesome to see these guys really commit to it and uh, and to enjoy what we're offering to them. Yeah, that's really good. Does it get hard managing that many uh, uh, that many members? Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, it's, uh, it's a lot of work, especially for our, our um, senior staff. Um, I myself put in probably more work with uh, TFAC than I do my real job. But... Um, <laughs> Look, it's for a great cause and um, yeah, as per the, the fundraiser and things like that, like a lot of other things come out of it, uh, which is really excellent and it's really, you know, rewarding. So, um, and, mm. you know, it's a, yes, it's a lot of effort, but, uh, you know, when it all comes together and offering uh, many things other than just gaming to these lads in our community and other people, it's, it's really rewarding, so. Yeah, awesome. I, I definitely can can relate to that. I, I love seeing communities come together for things outside of the game. Um, you, yeah. you guys are definitely doing that with what you're doing. Yeah, it's um, something that we've we've sort of strived to do um, because, as you know, a lot of people understand is that a lot of things happen in people's lives that they can't always control. Uh, you know, and so we've sort of strived to be more of a community rather than a gaming group, which is kind of where the fundraiser part comes into it. So we have people that were threatened by the fires um, and, you know, have had personal issues in the, in the past. And um, it's something that we've passed on to other communities or clans as well in offering that support, you know, beyond the gaming and, and whatnot. So we've had, you know, uh, members that have, you know, gone homeless and need, you know, assistance in that way. And so really trying to push the, the gaming um, clan ideal out, or sorry, idea out to, you know, further than that, further than the keyboard and mouse and being able to, you know, effectively think of it as a family and a support network rather than just a group of guys that, that game together. Yeah, nice. Um, I suppose just on, on that topic, we might as well springboard straight into it. So um, talking about the fundraiser, can uh, you yep. tell us a bit about that one? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, the fundraiser was started as an idea because one of our uh, senior members or long-term members was uh, under threat of by the fire um, and he, we, we wanted to help. We wanted to assist in, in some way. And, um, um, you know, he, he rejected the offer, you know, humbly rejected the <laughs> offer of us uh, running a fundraiser for him. And later he found out that, uh, or, or close to when we were discussing this, we found out that his house was, uh, was not under threat anymore. And, uh, he only lost his car. So, um, you know, still, still a, a loss, but, 
um, he humbly rejected our, our offerings. So, which, you know, we, we obviously, um, you know, accepted that and, and understood that um, but we wanted to do something else and we, we've actually got uh, multiple or correction we have uh, many firefighters within our community so uh, off the top of my head about four or five um, members and then we've also got uh, I'd say about the same worth of uh, ADF uh, personnel including myself currently serving so they some of them have been deployed to help with the fires and also the firefighters have obviously been um, doing their part and have been deployed as well so we wanted to do our part um and that we effectively just thought of the idea to move the fundraiser from internal to external um, and create uh the fundraisers that we have now so um we just simply changed ideas and, and put it to you know we'll uh, we'll uh, do the fundraiser for rfs which is the rural fire service um for new south wales which covers a broad uh spectrum of brigades in new south wales uh rather than targeting a particular a particular brigade so that that's that was the idea behind that Nice, yeah. So, sort of give, giving it out to the—is it to the state? Yeah, um, effectively. State fire instead. Yeah, so so RF, RFS um, covers yeah, like as I said, a lot of the brigades within the state. Um, as, uh, as so, rather than targeting or, or just giving the money to one brigade like we were going to originally, um, we've decided to give it to RFS, and that way they can distribute it as they see fit. They're obviously going to know who needs what and um, who is in you know demand or uh, needs that extra assistance. So that's yeah, who right. we're going to send the money to, and they can do with it as they will. Nice, nice. That's a that's a good decision, I think. Very good. Yeah. Um, how about you tell us a little bit about uh, give 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 some context to the some of our international listeners. Um, can you tell us a bit about the fires and how they've been affecting uh, Australians? Um, and yeah, basically what's been going on. Yeah, sure. So uh, there's you know there's a lot to talk about um, regarding that, but effectively it's the biggest fires that Australia have uh, seen in a long time, if ever. Um, you know, to put into some context, I think the uh, Amazon. Um, fire was about uh, eight to nine million hectares, or, or you know, I, I'm not 100 percent, but uh, but to put that into context, you know, Australia's up to 14 million now that I'm aware of, mm. um, and it, it's it's just been absolutely humongous, uh, and it's been very ongoing. The, the conditions have been relentless, um, and you know, uh, up to I think it was 28 people dead now, um, confirmed dead, you know, many missing, and the thousands of homes lost. Um, the other massive figure that has come out of this is uh, up to a half a billion uh, wildlife and uh, cattle and um, stock livestock have been lost during this as well, um, and that's just an right. astronomical number to to wrap your head around. Um, you know, half a billion like that's just insane, and and that can obviously take a huge effect on not only the um, environment itself, but also the farmers who have lost that livestock, um, their, effectively their mm. livelihood, you know, it's just all gone. So they might lose their farm, but then they also lose all of their their um, livelihood, so their, their stock and, and effectively their income. Um, so that's the other devastating part about it. And the thing that is going to be felt for many months, if not years to come, whilst those people try to rebuild and, and, and re, uh, restructure their work that has effectively just been demolished. So um, it's very, very um, sad and, and depressing for those those people. Um, but on, on a positive, um, the 
Australian community and even overseas community, which I'll talk a little bit about shortly, has come together and absolutely just dug deep and, and you know, stepped up to help not only fundraisers and, and money, but supplies. I've seen hay being delivered. I've seen tubs, like water tubs and tanks and all sorts of supplies being um, donated and delivered by people who have driven, you know, hours and hours to do that. Uh, and, and it's gotten actually to the point I saw today that the uh, the New South Wales police were actually had, having to tell people to stop bringing stuff because they, they <laughs> didn't have anywhere to put it. So like it's a, it's a bad problem sorry it's a good problem to have you know people are just mm. so generous and being willing to bring so much stuff that they have to say hey look we really appreciate it but donate money instead because we literally can't put all of this stuff anywhere so it's it's awesome that to see that these people that have suffered are going to have a little bit of an easier start with supplies like food um you know um cleaning stuff, uh, toilet paper, all that stuff is going to at least be provided to them and be av uh, readily available at least for the first little bit. Um, we have obviously lost uh, quite a few members, including uh, firefighters, which is obviously quite devastating. Um, it's very, very unfortunate and, um, on, you know, something that is unavoidable sometimes in these uh, in these horrendous conditions. So, mm, exactly. Um, our hearts go out to all of those members and uh, it's, it's been heavily felt by the firefighters within our community as they can certainly relate um, and um, certainly people who have lost people in the tour of duty and whatnot as well in our community being the ADF lads. Um, it, it really does take its toll and we certainly try to provide um, support to all of our guys but it's something that people should not feel ashamed about um, in terms of asking for assistance and and you know people that are suffering in that time um, so it's not only people that are, that are on the front but it's also you know Australia wide and uh, people that have relatives in those areas that really suffer uh, one other thing I wanted mm. to, to talk about was the the adverse effects of the fires so not only obviously is the fire itself uh you know devastating it's also the effects of the smoke and the ash and the um you know that traveling yeah, uh, across, there, there across was, the state and country there was something about like sydney had like worse air quality than beijing for a few days or something like that yeah which is which is unfortunate but saying something you know that it's um you know, they've had reports of New Zealand receiving the smoke from us um, and that's affecting mm. New Zealand, you know, not only our states and, and other um, areas, but, you know, that's, that's a long distance away, you know, to, to <laughs> that to be travelling. And, you know, it affects uh, the weather and affects the air quality. Um, in Canberra especially, I know that they were having to, people were having to shut down shops and things because people would just couldn't go outside. It was so bad. You know, the government's handing out special masks so people that do have to go outside, they can. Um, but, you know, a, a guy who works uh, in Canberra who's in our group said that he had one person collapse, a customer collapse at their bar, um, and then oh, another yeah. staff member had to go home because she was so sick um, and they had to shut early. So it's just, you know, there's it's everyone sort of, well, not everyone, but there's a large focus on the fires itself. Um, that what sometimes that. yeah what sometimes is forgotten is those adverse effects and then also the you know ongoing effects of people's lives post the actual fire itself um and that's something that we haven't really had to deal with like in you know to this extent in the past but 
Unfortunately, mm. it's come to light now that we've you know run into these massive fires that have uh, that have occurred this year. I've been talking year. with um, a guy from the USA, and yes. there's actually uh, on the uh, west coast of the USA, people are reporting that the sky was yellow of yeah. of the smoke of uh, Australia, which is yep. just completely insane. That, uh, that, that, the smoke, that the smoke would would go all the way through the Pacific uh, yeah. directly to the U.S., which is completely crazy. Just uh, brings your mind to to the fact that it's 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 a real thing. You know, it's not just at the other side of the globe. It's it's yeah. impacting people from from everywhere, and yeah. uh, and so I, that's probably why a lot of people are just coming together from. Australia, obviously, but from abroad as well, uh, it's yeah, because so. it, it's you know it, everyone is 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 into it. Yeah, mm. and I 100% agree with that because well, the US and New Zealand have both sent um, firefighting crews. I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe possibly Canada as well. Um, I think so. I that, think I heard that. Yeah, I, I think I've just saw it. I didn't Gonna read it, but talk for France as well. We've we've uh, suggested <laughs> that to the Australian government. We've we've suggested sure. sending troops as well. Uh, Absolutely. Which, yeah, which is which is. Uh, completely crazy as well because i mean uh, australia and in france are literally on the other side of the world from each other and, yeah. and yeah. we're still uh, offering help i don't know if it will go through but you know we're at least but offering it i can i can tell from military experience that that is a huge operation and even sending i know that um new zealand sent over a couple of helicopters and that, that that's a lot of money and that's a lot of effort for that to occur and a lot of movement and, and admin and you know uh you know commanding for that to occur so that is just outstanding and again you know us and france and you know canada all coming together just shows that you know we are, we are not alone and um it's awesome to to see that come to fruition um on the the deploying troops that's something that we obviously did as well um yeah, possibly, mm. uh, you know, a little a little later than what would have been, uh, you know, ideal. But you know, it happened nonetheless. Um, so three thousand reservists, which is actually the largest force to be deployed at once uh, since World War Two, I believe it was, or, mm. or Vietnam for us, uh, which is again, a, you know, a massive thing uh, to consider or to think about that, that that is effectively the largest deployment we've had of troops at one time, you know, for a long, long time. And, um, you know, to, the defense force has been involved since the get go, uh, but to have a, a significant input like that is, is, uh, you know, quite considerable considering the size of our uh, defense force. Yeah. You know, that's, a, that's a fairly large portion of it. It is. Um, yeah. That sort of sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of, uh, unusual deployments um you you were speaking to me before we started recording about some uh some events that some uh people from overseas were running uh, do you want to tell yeah, us a bit absolutely. about those a hundred percent so we had uh, two u.s streamers uh so the first one um lance corporal luri uh liru sorry which is uh he's a uh, u.s streamer and he plays armor um he stepped up and offered to run a stream and every uh, member that died within the op would uh, be a donation of five dollars from himself. Uh, oh, then nice. he also he also donated uh, all of the 
uh, funds raised during the stream straight to us as well. So we ended up with 79 members dead over the course of the operation. <laughs> oh, no. uh, so he did, he did fork out, you know, over $300 um, for us. But then the stream also generated over $400. So we got um, uh, uh, over close to $800 uh, Australian um, from, from that. And the promotion from that extended outwards. And we got onto our second streamer um, who was uh, out from uh, Wargaming uh, under, uh, at or correction, Wargaming Inc. Um, and he organized a second stream with that crew uh, and they ran effectively the same thing minus the uh, five uh, dollars $5 <laughs> per kill. But that they, still they generated... Yeah, well, no, that, so they were a bit of a larger stream and a larger group uh, with, um, okay. some, with some popular people. Um, Jester... Uh, is to name one uh, oh, yeah. who's a who's a popular YouTuber. Um, so they ran multiple streams and over the uh, evening, and they raised uh, just under a thousand dollars, I believe it was uh, Australian um, for that that stream as well. So yeah, and and from the uh, Lance Corporal Luru, uh, sorry Liru uh, stream, we got another gentleman um, outcast who managed to organise a TV interview with um with a u.s company that he works for so that was really awesome to see happen and uh we managed to to get on the u.s news yeah nice well, you, you got on the australian all... news. Oh. Well, sorry we'll obviously put all the uh the videos and in, in the links to the videos in in the description mm. absolutely appreciate that and you got you got put on uh australian news too didn't you yeah, so we, and then again, you know, just shows how quickly this can spread. But um, myself and, and William, who are the, or William's the owner of TFAC, um, we both went on seven, uh, Channel 7 News for Australia, uh, for Toowoomba, or effectively Queensland, actually. It was the entire of Queensland. Um, so they, we got in touch with them and they came and did a report on us um, and covered our story as well as obviously the fundraiser, um, which was just awesome. You know, that's great coverage. And we got hundreds of dollars from that and it effectively cost us nothing for them to come in and do that and volunteer their time for us. Um, then also Win News uh, from Toowoomba, where Will's located, he, um, he did a second report uh, that was you know aired the same day so again that was a bit shorter but it certainly you know brought in more fundraising and um allowed us to, to hit those marks that were uh, and you know we weren't really anticipating um the us one will be uh sent out once it goes live um but um yeah that will be streamed across all of uh, west michigan once it's done so that's really exciting and that should hopefully promote that a little bit more as well but the efforts that were done already has just been outstanding. Mm. Speaking of uh, helping out, then, um, what, what, how, can, how can our listeners help out with the uh, with the fundraiser? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we've got the GoFundMe, which is um, still going. We're going to keep it going uh, until we sort of exhaust all of our options and it sort of you know peters out a little bit. Uh, but at the moment, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But um, obviously the GoFundMe is the main one. Um, also just promoting it. Even if you can't donate, you know, we understand that people have lives and wives and jobs and, and bills. Um, so, you know, any, any money, whether it's $5 or 500 is absolutely appreciated. It doesn't matter. Um, but if you can't, you know, do some monetary 
um, donation, then that's absolutely fine as well as simply sharing it, passing it on. You know, it's completely public. We we don't mind who it goes to. Um, that obviously helps a lot. Um, the other thing that I would say for all us people who are in Australia or are looking at coming to Australia is certainly visiting those areas that are affected. Um, I, now, I know it might sound a bit obscure, but driving money back into the economy in those small towns or those areas that are affected is mm. one of the most important things that we can do right now to try and help get everyone who's living in there that has those jobs, you know, to buy their fuel, to buy their groceries, to, you know, go buy homemade or you know internally made things of that town um, and you know, and effectively boost uh, or give them the hand that way so going to see kangaroo island which i know was you know i think it was 25% of it was burnt um there's still obviously mm. a lot of it left that you can go and visit and that is one of the big things that they keep promoting here um, and which obviously we want to push for as well so it's not just about the money and about supplies it's also about helping out the economy in those areas and those people obviously that live there mm, too right awesome cool so we, yeah we'll have the links down in the description for people to follow there feel free to donate any amounts um if you're in australia feel free to go and help um i i hear that the local volunteers are always accepting new fires if you're up to that i know i'll be <laughs> signing up in february once this is all calmed down awesome hmm all right let's uh let's bounce back to some more uh more lighthearted uh, topics. Let's talk about um, some armor. Awesome. Um, so uh, we, t we talked a little bit about, uh, about your unit, uh, but we didn't really talk about what kind of armor it is that you guys play. Uh, is, do you guys do like hardcore mill sim or is it casual or is it like yeah. a bit of a mix? Well, it's actually, now that I think about it, a bit of a mix. Um, so we have a mill sim focus. Um, so we do run our operations uh, generally twice a week uh, that will be you know fairly serious um, and we obviously try that meal to get that meal sim experience but um, we also do do casual uh, sort of matches or games and and things like that so we've got like a liberation server that we have up and um, oh. you know we'll do sort of like fun missions throughout the week as well so yeah it's certainly a bit of a mix of everything I'd say but mostly uh, milsim focus being that we have you know a couple of uh, military guys uh we do have a fairly uh strict milsim um experience but without <laughs> sort of going overboard of you know yes sir no sir and that sort of thing so it's still a bit of fun but we do have pretty uh real life tactics and whatnot that as you know obviously as close as we can get to in game yeah nice that's that, that seems to be what everyone aims for i i, I hear no yes sir no sirs a lot yeah, that seems to be the way to go. Look, it's something that um, that the, one of the US uh, streamers do, um, and that was it was something different. You know, I actually I kind of enjoyed the idea of it. I thought that that was you know that was something that they seemed to enjoy and that worked well. Mm. Um, we just we just sort of, excuse me, we just sort of trying to find that middle ground between the milsim and having you know a good time without having to be um, you know intimidated or, or you know. Things like that. Yeah, awesome. Um, what what kind of missions do you run? Do you run like fairly hard ones that you have to run a few times to finish, or do you tend to have more just like rolling campaign kind of things? So um, again, a bit of bit of everything. So in terms of the difficulty, we certainly try to make it. Um, difficult but not you know not frustrating or, or sort of 
overkill. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we do run single missions that'll just be like a once-off, but we also do run um, sort of campaigns that might span across up to sort of 10 weeks, you know, sometimes they're, they're quite long. Um, and the stories will continue one into the next one and, and so on and so forth. So what we might do in one mission will affect the next one or possibly even further on. Um, and so that's sort of how, how we roll that. We uh, generally roll PvE, but uh, we have also done PvP events where we might just have a little competition against each other, so platoon versus platoon or sections oh, versus yeah. sections, etc. Um, and that's also a bit of fun, but we, we generally focus on the PvE um, experience as well. Um, we do do operations with other units as well sometimes. Um, their limitation to that is obviously the, the capability of our servers and armor itself when it's combining <laughs> two large groups. Uh, so yeah. you know, that it's, it's restricting a little bit in what we can do with that. But you know, if any op other units are interested in, in um, doing a combined op, then absolutely hit us up. Jump in our Discord, chat to one of our J6 or um, senior staff, and we'll have a chat if you're interested in, in that at all. Awesome. Yeah, and we'll have, uh, we'll have links for that as well in the description. Cool. Um, so, uh, I think you mentioned this before, but what's your uh, recruiting process? Like? Yeah, so it's it's simply just joining the Discord, and um, as most groups nowadays have, you know, it's simply just joining the Discord and um, speaking to one of our recruitment staff. Um, we do an interview uh, process, so it's kind of like a vetting to try to. Uh, make sure that we are bringing on the, the correct people and that also that we are what they're looking for. So it's not all about us. It's mm. about what those people joining want out of the, out of the group. So um, we'll do that. And then um, after that, if they're accepted in, um, we'll conduct a, a basic combat training, which is about, you know, one to two hours of just covering off on basic uh, armor uh, you know, controls and how mm -hmm. our mods work and that sort of thing just to ensure that everyone's at a standardized level to come in so um, it's all fairly sort of easy going uh, and then any we've taken on any level of uh, experienced member so we've had people that literally got armor that day or we've had people that have 3,000 to 4,000 hours and uh, we, we treat everyone you know with respect and uh, under, or respect in the sense of uh, that their understanding or level of experience with armor. So it's something that we, we sort of pride ourselves on and we'll take on anyone um, as long as they're going to suit, you know, what we are looking for and vice versa. Very nice, very nice. Now, um, are you currently rece uh, receiving any new members? So we are sort of slowed a bit at the moment because we've kind of hit our max cap. Um, we do have a waiting list. It's not too long at the moment. Uh, and as with most groups will understand, we have obviously a, a rotation of people going through. So people will leave and they'll go and um, do other things or you know they need a, a long break. Um, so we, we do have a slow trickle of people coming in and out. But um, yeah, at this current time, there is a waiting list, but you're more than welcome to join and ask questions and, and uh, you know we'll, we'll hit you up when there's a position available straight away. Sweet. All right, cool. So that uh, basically wraps up all the questions about your unit. I guess we just uh, ask you a few things about what you think yourself about Armour 3 and where it's Absolutely. going. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Um, do, you, do you enjoy Armour as much now as when you first started playing? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Obviously, you don't have that first wow factor after <laughs> two to three thousand hours, but certainly it, it, I, I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't be playing it. You know, it's simple as that. Um, the Milsim experience or the side of things certainly brings um, that Oof. 
that uh, eagerness back, um, although you know it can also tire you out. But um, that has has certainly gotten me to the hours and the experience that I've had now. So yeah, absolutely. In a, in a nutshell, I do still enjoy it. Yeah, good, good. What would you say your favourite thing would be? Um, I think probably the, the diversity of it. Um, so look, obviously there's there's multiple bugs and issues with uh, with armor as as much as any game really. Um, you know, it started off a bit rough in two thousand and eight, but it's it's <laughs> come to be obviously the uh, arguably the best milsim game that has ever been created. So uh, it, it's been awesome to see its development and um, the amount of work put in by uh, you know thousands of other people of the community um so i think that's probably one of the, yeah, the those two things the diversity and probably the the community that it's created and the amount of uh, opportunities that people have to create um to come together to form friendships and and to play a game that has n has not been surpassed really since its opening yeah like that's that's probably my favorite thing as well if i'm being honest like you, the the amount that you can do with the armor Absolutely. Is, is incredible like i i was today i spent probably eight hours building a framework that i can give to my friend who can't code so that he can make a <laughs> bunch of missions because he keeps sending me all these little documents being like make this into a mission I'm like, i don't have time man so <laughs> yeah. just like I, the fact that i can sit down and just make a framework for someone and hand it to them and they can go and make whatever they want with it is, yeah, the, yeah. Is, the systems or the uh, the creative creation tools of Armour is just outstanding. You know, obviously we've got the editor, um, which is you know a little bit finicky to get a handle on for for newbies. Mm. But once you learn those basics, you create some awesome stuff. And we've had some great times with custom made missions and content. Um, and uh, it, it's yeah, it's definitely one of the one of the better things about it. I don't you know apart from a couple off the top of my head, there's not too many Milsim uh, games that. So you have that ability to do. Mm, exactly. Um, what would you say your least favourite thing is about armour? Oh, goodness me. Um, <laughs> that thing I think you wish wasn't I, there. Oh, I, okay, that, that's an easy question, actually, once I've thought about it. Um, the least favourite thing would be the limitation of the, uh, the multiplayer cap, per se. So... Um, <laughs> at, that at the moment is the biggest thing issue that we have uh, at the moment is the fact that we're simply capping out Armour's um, ability to deal with you know AI and the number of players that we um, that we have. So yeah, I, I, like the game itself, as I said, every game's got bugs and issues, and you know, but you can get some hilarious stuff out of that at the same time. <laughs> but um, the fact that uh, yeah, that we we're we're effectively going to cap out at some point of the the ability that um, armor can handle is is sad. <laughs> so hopefully in the, in the future either it's improved or uh, or the uh, unspoken armor for uh, when released will support a few more players. So yeah. I, I suppose that's probably a, a, a rather unique issue for your group. I imagine it's not yeah. many that have that as many as you guys to hit the cap. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's 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 a good problem to have i suppose but um yeah <laughs> mm. so have you have you played the uh speaking yeah. of diversity have you played the old yep. man dlc yet i haven't or, or, unfortunately uh, yeah okay. yeah was that the uh was that the with the new dlc with the contact dlc was it 
No, no. So this one, it's it's not been released as DLC yet. It's it's on oh, the okay. workshop in like beta format. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's it's worth a look. Um, I'll definitely I, check I'd it out. Recommend having a look. Absolutely. Um, mm, so, what would you like to see uh, coming either in as a mod or official content in Armor Three, or even like something maybe that you'd like to see in Armor <laughs> Four? What would be your your feature to add? Um, I think. <sighs> They have an opportunity to continue this franchise if they do go into Armour 4. Uh, they will create, again, the best Milsim game uh, ever. And uh, I hope that they keep all of the features that they have and that they just improve on them. So obviously a, uh, you know, a new system or, uh, you know... Um, how it's run, so codes and all that sort of stuff. So the new game itself, if it improves in its ability and performance, then that is going to be the biggest thing in my eyes. So uh, as I said, you know, things like player count for, for multiplayer, being able to deal with that those large numbers of AI and uh, for them mm. to be responsive is, is going to be the big thing for our, like our groups, our large um, communities. But Personally, what I'd like to see in terms of uh, um, four or sort of mods and things, I think just continuing with what they're doing. So their the campaigns are great. Um, finding that balance between Milsim and, I guess, playability. So being mm. able to, for it to be smooth. Um, I think a massive one that I would love to see if any um, uh, devs are listening is uh, cover. So AI using cover and suppression uh, would definitely be would that would make Armor Three and Armor Four. You know that that would be just the ultimate uh, cherry on top. I think because um, it's something that is implemented in in other games, and that I think if added would be would be fantastic to see, and would just add that next level of milsim, which um, you know obviously that's why we play it. So yeah, yeah, I can yeah, I think that that's probably. <laughs> Probably one of the more common things that I've heard, I think, is people yeah. saying, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, uh, I definitely absolutely. agree. I think they're on the right track with where things are going at the moment. 100%. Since the development of Armour 2 and um, and all of those uh, uh, games when around that time, so Operation um, Arrowhead and, and whatnot, uh, they're certainly on the right track and they should just keep going with what they're doing, I think. Mm. All right, home stretch. So... Um, We've given uh, links to your Discord and there's a link to the GoFundMe. Are there any other places that people can find uh, yeah. find you and your group? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a, uh, a Facebook, a YouTube. Um, we're on Reddit um, as well. Reddit. So I'll, That's yeah, a first one. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we're mainly on the um, recruiter or correction finder unit um, part of that. But um, yeah, we've got a, a, a Facebook and a YouTube as well, so I'm sure to, to give you guys the links to those. So, but yeah, our website, nice. Discord, um, are the probably the two main ones that uh, you can get in contact with us pretty quickly, and obviously the team speak as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't we don't usually give those out. Probably probably so you don't end up with people spamming you actually. No, that that's fine. If we can um, we can release it, then people can't do too much damage once they get in. But um, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's fine. Awesome, um, cool. So, uh, do you have any upcoming events to help uh, with the fundraiser that people should know about? Yeah, sure. So, 
ultimately keeping an eye on our Facebook uh, will be the best way to, to catch any of those events. But we are, we are looking at, we are talking to other people um, regarding some other streams and um, people just actually passing on our details as, as continued on. And um, obviously we've had the interview tonight. Um, and so at this time, large events like the streams, not exactly, but we are in the works of, of working those or organizing those at the moment. So hopefully very soon, we're just waiting on some replies and things like that. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep people posted there then. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Which takes us to the, the, the last question, the signature question that we like to ask everyone. <laughs> so, um, have you, do you have an armagasm moment? Like your favorite moment in armor, like that, that oh. time when you were sitting there, something's happened you've gone, yeah, this, this is why I play this game. Yeah. Like I had to think hard about this. There's a couple of times, uh, to be honest, I'll try and name a couple maybe, but I think the one that probably sticks in my mind the most would probably be uh, during one of our missions, uh, when we were only at a platoon size, uh, and we had an objective up on a ridge line that we were attacking, and we had our dismounted platoon as well as uh, an armoured or a correction, a, uh, a badger. No, actually, it was a Bradley us uh, in support uh, of us, and we were pushing across the open or the uh, the ground and had the uh, Bradley off to the left flank and was laying down suppressive fire and engaging um, vehicles and things like that. And as we were pushing up, um, we also had mortar support from our mortar uh, section. And that was just the, the workings of all of it together whilst we were rushing across this ground was just awesome. And just taking screenshots and just having that feeling of this is absolutely <laughs> so cool was just, that was probably one of the biggest ones. Um, for me personally, because being the the LT at that time, um, watching the plan come together and just watching the forces <laughs> all, you know, as a combined arms effect onto that target was awesome. Um, and I suppose the, the one of the other ones would have been when we were, again, doing a, a mission. We were a bit larger at this stage um, and we were doing a beach assault, uh, taking off from uh, Altus uh, port and uh, we had the aircraft carrier off uh, just off the coast there and as we uh, were withdraw uh, pulling out of the port with our um, assault vessels uh, we had two jets take off from the aircraft to our right flank and we had overhead um, helicopters that were supporting us as well and this again this sort of combined effect even though we weren't engaging anything at that time just seeing it all occur at once and watching the combined efforts of people. And uh, it was just a really cool sort of wow moment again that uh, mm. was probably in my top top three. I could probably name heaps, but they're probably in <laughs> my top two, to be honest. So. I'm, I'm noticing that it's all the combined arms stuff, which yeah, you, honestly, that's got to be my favorite parts too, is when you've got a bunch of different things yeah, all, well, just, all working together. Yeah, having that, having that uh, synch, uh, synchronized efforts, um, and that's what you know they promote, you know, and that's what they certainly deliver. So that's sort of what we aim for in that in that sense. Awesome. All right. Well, I guess on uh, on that note, I think we'll uh, wrap it up. Are you still awake, Flash? I am still awake, Dan, and, and <laughs> obviously listening to every word you guys are are, are saying. Uh, it's a great, great interview talking about uh, very sensitive stuff. 
real life shit happening in the world and it was a, a great moment having having you uh thomas on this show um thank you, very much. Thank you all Be- before for... you wrap up flash yes thomas was worried that he'd swear too much Oh no! You're, so far, you're the first one I'm, to swear, the, and, the, and, and the Australians the, have been good. I'm actually the fucking first to to swear, so no worries whatsoever. Anyways, people, it was it was a great time uh, having you back all on the show for 2020. We are still alive in 2020. We're going to be posting a lot of interviews, really important interviews. I hope that the next one would be the uh, the IP issues, um, the uh, in- intellectual property uh, problems that is currently occurring Mm. in the community uh we'll we'll have an episode with all the biggest mods in in the the arma 3 community so stay posted stay tuned uh and we'll see you uh normally um, in two weeks for the next episode thank you cyrus for leading this great episode and thank you thomas for coming thank you very much really appreciate your time and effort thank you see you everyone have a good bye bye